Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on the Detail Supply app, find me. <laughs> if you're on TikTok, find me at the Detail Supply app. If you uh, want to get in touch with me direct uh, and teach me how to do openings much better, shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. And I'm excited about this episode. We're going to journey through quite a bit, and I'm going to start bringing some people in. I see David ready to hop in. I am uh, I'm going to do round number two. I am in love with Tropical Mirage. Tropical Mirage. Hey, Dave. Good to see you, man. man. Tropical Mirage is uh, this IPA that I found from a local brewery uh, here in Jinx, Oklahoma. So we're basically a suburb of Tulsa, the metropolis of Tulsa, actually Oklahoma's largest, second largest city. And we're just a little tiny suburb outside of there. So uh, for those of you that have more than a uh, hundred thousand people in your area, well, good for you. Jinx is much smaller, uh, but then the, uh, you know, the main city of surrounding area of Tulsa is about 1 million. So we're still a pretty small area uh, through the Midwest, but uh, I found uh, I found this beer, well, a couple of weeks ago and uh, just fell in love with it. We went back this weekend, played a little chess, drank some more beer. And uh, David, do you play play chess? No, not at all. Ever? Uh, probably 30 years ago. Yeah. Do you play <laughs> games? Are you ever a gamer? Do you ever get into stuff? Super Mario Brothers is where I dropped off. <laughs> in college <laughs> mike tyson's punch out was that everything nope that was past yeah i like arcades i like going to arcades i go there all the time galaga i'll take anybody on space invaders i played it a bunch but i'm not that great street fighter uh it was too technical for me i couldn't handle more than one function at a time so I'm going to go, I'm going to go Fortnite. You're out. Huh? Oh no. That's my kid's game. Yeah. I, I mean, is that not amazing though? Do you watch them? The, the, the ability to build everything up and then try and shoot somebody and bounce around and the strategy when you watch these guys and, and the good ones, you know, they're building and they're running around each other, hopping over here, trying to edit this wall so they can get a shotgun shot in. I mean, it's, it really is incredible. What kids can do nowadays their motor skills on computers is just far better than anybody I know, you know, growing up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost an unfair advantage for, for people trying to get in, you know, into business versus the way we were. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, you know, I, I wouldn't trade, right. I wouldn't trade. I'm not that guy. I like, I, it is what it, it is what it is. I was happy to be born when I was, it was a, it was a cool time. But, you know, where kids today, if you're 23, 24, getting in the business, the amount of technology that's available, it just, it, people are going to catch up so much faster than, I mean, I'm just me speaking from a personal aspect, so much faster than, you know, the way I grew. I, I mean, 
with the amount, if they put in the work, if they do what it takes to use all the technology that's available, they're going to surpass any of us old fuckers uh, very quickly. It's hard to keep up. It really is. You have to stay fresh. Wow. Yeah. Are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking. Um, I think I had oh, a, yeah. Accumulation. Good beer. Yeah. I'm probably going to grab a Voodoo Ranger next. Yeah. Uh, so is that is that a go-to brewery for you? No. Um, for New Year's Eve, <laughs> I bought a big case of mixed beers from Costco, and I forgot. I'm up in my garage right now. I have a, a detached garage with a finished upstairs that my kids hang out in with their friends, and I just kind of got away from the family and, and, and went up here, and I forgot that I had all this beer from New Year's Eve up here. <laughs> uh, New Belgium's a really, I mean, it's a Colorado. It's just up above uh, Denver. And in one of my favorite things this is a question I'm going to ask later is, you know, why are people in business? And for me, it was always travel. And so as we began a national presence of going out and doing certified trainings, we set up distribution and have a, a distributor in Denver. And so I would go up on a regular basis, pre-COVID, of course, and, uh, and do yeah. trainings. And so one year we went up to, to Longmount and uh and got to go up to new belgium uh, it wow. took that you know all in that trip and kind of 30 40 minutes out of side of town and whatever is we could it, do outside is it, a big brewery? Hmm? is it a big brewery uh good enough size yeah it, it's a, it's a fairly good size uh compared to cores when we went down to that no right you know compared to yeah. some of the microbreweries it's, it's much bigger. What I really enjoyed about it though, is they have this massive open patio hmm. with like yard, you know, all the yard, ga yard games that everybody was out playing big places to sit, but they, I mean, it was, it was really, it was just a cool opportunity. Do you ever, you ever go through beer tours? No. Um, I go to a couple of microbreweries to, to drink at, you know, and eat with friends. There's one literally two minutes walking distance from my house. They converted a, uh, a big old church into um, a brewery called Atwater Brewery. And um, you ever heard of Dirty Blonde? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Um, it just got bought out by Molson, maybe? It was a microbrewery that just got bought out by one of the big boys. And, um, you know, that was kind of a hangout for, for friends back in the day to go there. But uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a huge beer drinker like I was before. I'm actually getting a surgery on my heart uh, on the 18th for my atrial fibrillation. So they're telling me not to drink after that. So that's going to be an issue. So, yeah. Second one. Yeah. Oh, and what it's, it's it, the heart defib is that that's where it kind of has a murmur or something. It doesn't beat steady all the way. Is that right? It's an irregular heartbeat, basically. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So they go in and they freeze scar tissue into your heart. So it kind of, the whole, the whole um, rhythm goes back into flow or sink. And, uh, and there you go. So I'll spend the night in the hospital and then I'll go home next day. Stress, buddy. Stress from the detail shop for 30 years to get you. Scar tissue on your heart? Yeah. Yep. They, they, they scar and they make scar tissue in your heart muscle. So it can, I don't know the exact terminology, just so your heart can be more in rhythm. They burn it where they need to, to control a flow. Counterbalance it. Yeah, basically like, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can either use heat and burn it, or they can use you know uh, cryogenics to freeze it. So they they they're doing a cryo at this way this time. So yeah. All right. Interesting. So yeah. I use cryo. Uh, I go in. Uh, I actually did it this morning. I do it every week, and if if I ever could get to the point where I could do it twice a week, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, and I freeze myself for three minutes. Um, and I'm trying to remove scar tissue. They're going to use cryo to create scar tissue. So that's interesting. I've got a lot of scar tissue through my back and hips and stuff where uh, I had spinal stenosis a couple of years ago. Um, and actually, you go from hot to cold? Hmm? you go from hot to cold? No, I just go straight cold. Yeah. Wow. I do a therapy session where a guy has literally over the course of the year began to interject blood back into parts of my leg and hip that hadn't seen blood because of spinal stenosis. My, uh, wow. my spine collapsed itself and cut off all the nerves. So I didn't have a, a brain to leg connection on many parts of many muscles in my leg. And so it, about, it was a year ago, I took a picture with him this morning and I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, an, you know, an actual post about it to kind of go through, you know, to explain what I've got, like the process, because the guy's been unbelievable. He, he worked with um, stroke victims through most of his early parts of his career. And so he's been able to help me create a, a, a brain to muscle connection because I basically lost my, my brain lost connection with my muscles and they went dormant and then they create a scar tissue and so we've been trying to remove the scar tissue with severe pain and uh, reinvigorate muscle. I, I, for the first time, I have muscles back in my back and different parts of uh, my body. It's, it's crazy when they, they start tweaking and you go, oh, wow, I got a muscle there? Like, it's, <laughs> it's the wildest feeling, man. It's, it's Insurance, I'm sure, doesn't cover it. Oh, hell no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never went that route. Uh, it's uh yeah I, I never i never went that because the op the now insurance would cover the other alternative was surgery right of course yeah. <laughs> who wants that yeah yeah good for you yeah it's it's uh <laughs> right like you said the journey of detailing <laughs> that can't be fun yeah well i mean so you know from your perspective which is one thing that i've said very openly over the past you know we're now going on four plus years uh, running these these uh, running the podcast oh. started in 2017. So, um, you know, one of the things we've constantly, constantly talked about is trying to grow in a team, bring other people in around you because you never you never know how far you can go just on your own. What's what's your words of wisdoms on that from, you know, as your age and what you're going through of, you know, I know you're in a different situation, right? I mean, you're, you've got a very private collection that you work on and, you know, you, you've, you found a, you found a spot, but there's many people that don't, you know? And so, you know, they, they're forced to continue on just doing what they're doing or have to bring in people to kind of help develop a business. But, you know, I, it, there's so much confusion around, bringing people in and how do you actually do it? And that's a hard skill set. And, you know, so what's your words of wisdom? Well, the thing is, I mean, most detailers or business owners as, you know, detail business owners start as grunts. They start as detailers. 
-hmm. no formal education. They don't know how to run a business. They don't know, you know, interpersonal communication skills. Um, I'm, I'm talking most. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their, their dream is to open some huge, you know, big business and, and tackle all these customers, but they don't know how to get from point A to Z. And that's the biggest challenge um, is knowing how to grow, when to grow. Um, you know, there's no better telltale sign than when you're booked up more than a week or so consistently, you need to hire another person. Okay. I've never, you know, had a philosophy of overworking my people. Weekends were, were optional. I actually paid them 10% more if they came in on the weekends. Um, and um, I never said, Hey, we're working late tonight or, or anything. If, if they wanted to work late, I would give them a pizza or buy them dinner. Um, I, I wasn't, I was into 40 hours a week and thank God my client that I work for now is, is the same way, like 40 hours a week. I got in there at six o'clock this morning and, and left eight hours later, didn't even take a lunch. Um, you know, as long as you put your days where the work in uh, and you're productive, great. But I just think people are more, um, you know, work oriented uh, and not employee oriented. Um, and it's a downfall for people because they just, they run people out of their business. I see guys, you know, constantly, you know, putting ads in, in on Facebook and stuff for, you know, employees. And I'm like, God, man, can you just keep a, keep people around? I mean, to this day, I still have, I have the first guy that I hired in 1990 still working for me. Okay. The best detail I've ever, ever seen. My manager has been with me 15 years and another guy's been with me 25. And they're hardworking guys and I, I pay them well. And, you know, I, for, for years, I picked them up and dropped them off every day because they were down on their luck. I've always been into, you know, I'm, I'm never going to find the perfect person. I'm more into trying to mold somebody into what I want. By yeah, but, but you said something very special. Like you can mold people all day long once they stay. Right. But most people don't stay. But you made the point of I pay them very well. And I show them um, respect. I show them a lot of respect. Yeah. So I, and then I agree. I think, I mean, the best way to respect somebody is to pay them very well. Right. I mean, yeah. Pay them, pay them duly for, for what they're, what they're owed, you know, like, and th this is just something I, I've spent so much time lately and you and I've chatted in the groups and a lot, you know, I've just, I, I enjoy the more I spend in groups, the more I enjoy learning about the way people think. And the questions that people ask, and, and I enjoy putting back different uh, ideas and seeing where people go with it. One of the things that, uh, and a guy that I appreciate that's come on to uh, the community pub is Joey Love. And, you know, he's a, everybody knows him in groups, right? And he, he made a post about, you know, I, and it's a very, it's a very good point. It's one that um, Nick from uh, uh, here at Hyperclean and Vegas Rides has is, if anybody's new, they, they really shouldn't start their own business. They should go work for somebody and spend years working and learning. And that was Joey's point. And, yep. and I'm with him. Like I, I totally get that. It just, but I, I push back on Nick all the time because it, it wasn't for me. There's no way I was, 
I wasn't going to go work for anybody else. I had to go just do it my own way. Now, was that the smartest and brightest way? I, I mean, who knows, right? Like, I mean, but it, it, to their point, they would say, no, it wasn't. You should go learn and then get started. And, you know, Nick's done very well in his career. And I'm sure Joey's doing great in his career. And anybody that would go spend time doing that, I, I would imagine would continue to, to find success also. However, <laughs> there's a big but is most of those guys that are going to want to go work for somebody and learn because they're going to run their own business. They they're going to expect to get paid because they know what is coming in and will a detailer pay somebody enough to hire that caliber of person coming in and will the detailer actually want to hire them and keep them around if they know that that guy could possibly go be his competition because what does every detailer fear most i'm going to train somebody i'm going to bring them up through my group and then they're going to go do their own thing and take all my customers and as somebody who's done that and who's had somebody who was a partner take all my customers i understand that i understand that stab in the back I understand that gut check feeling where you go, motherfucker. Like I get it. So it yeah, creates it a it creates a big dilemma. Um, <laughs> and that's one, you know, I I hope that you know there was a, a David in the group that that you and I were in a comment and a, a feed together on that. I hope he comes on. You know what what we really want here at the pub is not a one dimensional opinion, right? I mean, I think Derek and and Mario, I know Nick, anybody that's been in the pub has, has noticed, I mean, we're open communication. We want everybody to voice their opinion. I've questioned multiple times, when do we get to the point in the industry where people can have their own opinion? Why does somebody have to be wrong because they have a difference of opinion? We should all be able to have our own opinion because everybody's got to run our businesses the own way. There's no way that you can run business all one way in every city, in every state, in every part of the country. there It will not happen. So we should have open communication. And I, I, I mean, I'd love to know your opinion on how do, how do we bring in somebody versus, you know, bringing them in, but with the scarcity and scared approach of, hey, they could leave, you know, like and start and be a comp competitor. You know, you need to support their next move no matter what it is. I've had three people that have worked for me over the years that turned into, I'm not going to even say competitor because they are a competitor in their field, but they're a comrade. They, they early on said, look, I want to open up my own shop. And, and, and I was, you know, it was very, very um, risky to teach them and mentor them. But I felt that as long as it, you know, I've never lost a, a, a worker to another shop for better pay or better opportunity. Okay. I've fired them and they've gone to competitors or, you know, they've quit and turned into, you know, gone into competitors and regretted to come back. But if you make a good environment for them and you're supportive of their moves, I don't care if, if they're going to go on to another job and it's better for them. I want to support them and I'll give them hints. So if you, if you can have that open relationship of, hey, this is what you got to do to start out. I want to help you. 
and give you some ideas and be there for you if you have any questions, then they're less likely to stab you in the back. I think I'm a really nice guy in that respect. Do you think that comes from, do you find yourself as uh, you've found a spot where, you know, I guess for a massive amount of your time has been a service based business, right? Like you serve people in a sense by cleaning and maintaining their vehicles. I also serve people by employing them and, you know, and making that's a where career I, out of it. Yeah. You're right. And that's where I was going to go. Do you think that that's transitioned over very well to, you know, as a quote unquote boss owner, you serve everybody wants to be their own boss because then they're, they're, they're the boss, but we're actually in a, in a moment, you're saying that we actually serve our team members as owners and bosses versus the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the respect is, it goes up and down and side by side, you know, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta show respect towards the people you rely on. Yeah. You really do. Um, some guys are just ball breakers, you know. If you come in late more than once, you know they send you home. I, I was never one like that. Um, more of a free to be you and me kind of guy. Hmm. But I structured my business differently. All my guys were subcontractors since day one. Most of my guys, I set them up and got their own business licenses. So I didn't make a checkout at the end of the week to them personally, I made it out to their business. They were true subcontractors. They bought their own products. They're responsible for their own tools. I made no hours. They were commission-based only through the help of my accountant, my attorney, you know, we structured it that way. And knock on wood, I've never, uh, it's never failed me. I've had problems and I've had lawsuits, but I've won, <laughs> I'm going through my third one right now. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Not many people would openly admit that you know, the, the choice that they took caused them lawsuits. Uh, I, I mean, you gotta defend it. Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying I, I commend that. I, yeah, I did it the other way around for multiple times, uh, you know, similar to the way others in the industry do. I, I wrote a guy, I, the guy I found was, uh, 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 just happy to work and I don't know what he did or didn't pay the government. Uh, I wrote him a check. You know, like I, I, I did what most people in our industry do. And I, I did it as long as I could um, until it got to the point, you know, when I'm, I, you know, you, you just eventually get to the point you have to do it the other way or else, you know, you're going to get into some serious trouble. Or you have to change your structure to where you can do it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of ins and outs and you need to know how the IRS or the government looks at a real employee versus a subcontractor. Brandon, have you ever questioned that for your business of bringing somebody in and just not doing the W9, but doing a 1099? And when I've done 1099, even on people, when I've explained what a 1099 is and they get to the point of actually submitting their 1099, they go, wait, you mean you didn't take out my taxes? I go, no, I mean, that's, that's the point of a 1099. Like, have you yeah. struggled with that in your business? Yeah. No, um, I did 1099 a couple people so far. That's how I started employees on. I had trouble with the person I was 1099ing, not the situate, not the actual subcontracting. It was the person I was trying to bring on. Got it. 
Alex, Jason, man, good to see you guys. How'd the episode go? It was okay. Oh, Bruno says thumbs up. Alex goes, yeah, it was all right. Oh, I didn't even see what he said, that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, it was it was another uh it was another fumble, but we had to I had fun. I don't know what you're talking we cracked, about. We cracked laughs. Um Bruno got a little hot under the collar. And then uh we figured we'd come over here and party foul the uh pub. He doesn't Alex. get hot under the collar here. He dodges questions and bounces <laughs> out of episodes out. <laughs> is what he does. And hey, he, has, walk my dog. He, has such a, he has such a good comment last time. He's like, oh, I got to see you later. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even know what the question was you asked last week. Uh, it was like uh, the new segment you were going to have. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember you're like, you're like, I forgot what you said, but you're like, oh, I got to see you later. He just cut off. Like, I got to walk my dog. And I'm like, yeah, but I was just I was just lending my like ideas. Like I didn't expect me to be thrown into the fire immediately. Dude, oh, this is a pub. Say, hey, just it was so good. called you know party foul. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can leave and go whenever I want, right? You can. He's, he's about to dip out right now. Watch him. No, exactly. No. Abracadabra, hocus pocus. He's good. <laughs> hey, so Bruno, you've had a week to chew on it. What's your party foul this week? Peacocking. I don't know. Crickets. Oh, no. I'm a peacock captain. You got to let me fly. <laughs> Such a good movie. Uh, I'll be the guy that doesn't know. Oh, some other guys. Uh, other guys. Upside down pineapple, bro. All right. So here's a question, Bruno. I do want to ask. That's not putting you on the spot. All right. What the theory that we want to go through tonight is? What do we want out of our business? So I'll put you on the spot, but it's an easy one that you should be able to answer because I'm sure you got what, into what detailing. Do, what do I want out of my business? Yeah. money money okay money get to cool. shit if i'm famous or not give me money all right alex what do you want out of your business um i want a, a nice place to go to and not have to worry about anything it's therapy for me so my what I want for my I business is say, you can come over to my house if somebody's touching you the wrong way. You need me alone. <laughs> Listen, you already get beat. You get beat enough. I don't need to come over there. Um, oh no! Oh no! Um, <laughs> um, no, I, you know, I just I want to be busy enough um, to to live the way that I want to live. I'm not pushing, you know, for craziness um i, I want to have that that work-life balance but when i go to work it's it is therapy for me and, it, and it's it's relaxing um i mean shoot there's there's some days when uh when michelle and Haley are kind of button heads um if i'm home sometimes i try to find a reason to go to work i get it i get it Brandon Shawshank, what about you? Why are, why are you in business? Um, to feed my family. And of course, I'd like to scale to a point where I could be home a little more with them and have people working for me. 
and then eventually it could be theirs. It could be something they sell, but just something to give to them when I'm not here anymore. Cool. Cool. Mario. Think eco. Always good to see you, man. Why are you in business? What do you want out of it? Um, I think on retirement, I want to build something that is solid. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's gonna be like a yeah, retirement. I, I will say, you know, something solid that I just when I get old, I don't have to work that hard as I'm working right now. Something to you know provide my family. Am I the only one that's losing them? I think. Yeah. Me too. Nope. Mario, I think we're losing you, man. He's he's gone. He's frozen. Yeah, he's done. Froze. Froze. So I I took a. I got to I got to post this picture, but I, uh, Greg froze like that uh when we did our episode he looks h-a-f like i mean he's like i was like greg man what have you been smoking over there like it was it was the best i i gotta post that it was super funny all right derek what about you i know it's a, a part-time gig you know you're doing weekends mostly but as you got back from your big trip you've uh you've been doing a lot more work so Listen, man yeah what do you want out of your business uh, I think kind of like what uh, Alex was saying. That like I used it as like a, like almost like therapy. But um, I'm still like getting over the fact that I, you know, I love to do it. So you know, I get paid to do something that I love to do, and it's just like I don't even really think about it. Sometimes it's like, like I could go out every single day, like and like I came back from that trip, and it was like I I was getting out of work at like one o'clock for my other job, and I would go detail till six seven o'clock at night, and then just do it all again over and over again, and like it wasn't really like wasn't like a, a big deal and I was just having fun doing it, but I was getting paid to do it. So now I was making that was a surprise how much money I was making to think what was going on. But uh um yeah it's it's mainly what I'm doing is just just trying to provide uh for me and the wife right now. You know, hopefully next year you know, I'm trying to buy a house next year and stuff. It's like we're trying to provide for a family and stuff and then like like other guys were saying try to just live, you know not have to worry about money, you know, be able to live the lifestyle you want to live, you know, I like to go camping, I like to go fishing, and you guys, that's just, you know, I, like I said, I still can't get over the fact that I, I get to do it, and I love doing it, so then, when I'm getting paid to do it, it's like, wow, like, is this, is this really how it works? But, like, I, I can't get over it. That's cool, man. That's cool. It's unique. Uh, David, why did you get into business? What did you hope to get out of it? Like, if you can remember way back when, as you got started, like, why and what do you hope that you were going to get out of it? Well, the ongoing concern, um, three things, they all end in why. Okay. Consistency, stability, and money. Those are the three things that are important to me. Especially as you, as you have a family. You have a house, mortgage, blah, 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 blah. You know, you need those things. When you're trying to build a pool. Oh, I could never afford that. 
All <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Wait, I can't, I can't even buy. Podcast. I can't even buy a little bar of your wax with what my pool costs. For real, dude. You're fifty-eight thousand dollars for a fucking thing of wax. Yeah, he, I, he just told me about that shit. I was I like, ain't buying that nah, shit. I I can't buy it. We <laughs> actually Google that shit. Yeah, man. I I'm not looking forward to putting it on, but I'm I'm looking forward to the payday. Mm, mm. And he wants to prepay me, so I'm gonna basically send him an invoice for thirty cars to put this shit on, and he's just gonna he's gonna wire me the the money for it. What's the shit? What are you doing? That's awesome. The, the um, hand wires. Yeah, literally with your hands. Oh, is uh, it that one you got to heat up and yeah, do that shit? Yeah, you were talking about Lamar. that, Derek, weren't you? Yeah, I uh, was a red company came out with that stuff where you like when I were yeah, they're rubbing on your hands and you're going over the car on everything. Oh, I thought that was part of the one of those tab out questions where it's like, what's your fantasy? And you were like, oh, oh, oh no, no, that was uh, no, no, that was like somehow we were talking about strange addiction and the guy was like, you know, having sex in his car or something. It's like, but I just imagined some guy out there. Buying that special wax, rub it on the fender. You come up, hey, what are you doing? It's like, oh, you know, loving on my car. I can't believe Alex told you all about that about himself. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't think he would ever say that. He went to explicit detail. Good job, Alex. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right. With that, I will see y'all there. Everybody have a good night. Good to see you, Bruno. <sighs> Oh damn! Just no, that's awesome. I that's the point. Yeah, if he wants to hop in and out, I'm glad he spent some time. So, I think some people think they have to stay on the whole time, and that's why they don't get on. It's like no, hop in and out. It's it's a pub. Pay your tab. Get out. You know, that's <laughs> what it is. Well, uh, <laughs> so David, where where now? If you if you look at where you're at now. Uh, we're still there. I, it, it, those it three changed. things has not changed. I mean, I had that conversation with my my client all the time. I mean, you know, I sold my business and I've got a nine compete clause. So if this fails with my client, you know, I can't open up a business again for a couple more years. So I, you know, this 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 needs to last, and I think it will. But like for example, you just got like five cars in last week, and. Um, I'm like, okay, cool. That's like six months worth of income for him because he would do about a, a car a month. And uh, so I'm like, hey, you got more coming in? And he's like, what are you talking about? This is like a half a year's worth of work. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I got to plan ahead. And he just, you know, it just drives him nuts. I'm always looking ahead, you know, job security. And, um, and, you, sh- and you should be, you should be. I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about the other night with, you know, booking out, like it's, it's hard to book out, but you know, cause you don't want to be that guy that's so far booked out that you're turning down work and getting a reputation. But for you, it's a different story. You want to be booked out with this one guy because he's it for you. You don't, ha- you don't really have any other source to come in. If he all of a sudden says, I'm done with cars for a little while. Then I'd have to move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. But uh, Dustin, we're asking the question: What do you want out of your business? So, when you got started, you had to have something you wanted out of it. What was it? 
Uh, man, for me, um, it, it was freedom. Uh, but not only that, I, I have a passion for it. Um, I, I love it. Uh, I detailed cars in high school, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, but it, it's just a freedom, you know. It, you get out of it what you put into it. Um, you can make some serious money doing it. And uh, you also get to have an incredible life. Um, and if you play your cards right, you can make a good living for your family. And uh, when it's something that you are very passionate about, um, you know, polishing out that perfect paint, it's just a, a nice reward at the end. And when the customer says, wow, it looks better than when I bought it to me, that that's worth it, man. Uh, you know, take the money out of it and just to see that expression on their face. That's what it's all about. It's just fun. And, and I think that's a unique part about certain people that understand where they're at as in a service-based business, right? There's some people that will talk about that and they'll understand that they serve others. And that's, that's what we are in a service-based business. I I'm with you, man. I, <laughs> and Derek was having a thumbs up. Like I, it's always been my, like, I like the money too. I, I'm in business for money, just like every one of us, no matter what that thing is for me, it was travel. I mean, the reason why I started my business as a young kid was I wanted to fund my passion at that point in time was traveling overseas. And I had created a, what was called rock sports where I was teaching kids how to play softball and basketball overseas. And my reason for starting my business was so that I did not go the direction that most people in quote unquote ministry of service uh, go is have other people pay them to go. I, I wanted to fund my own way. As I read through scriptures, I got more entwined with uh, the apostle Paul and the way he did stuff. So hey, as a young too. kid, yeah. So <laughs> as a young kid, I just, that was my direction. That's just it's what I wanted to do. And so I, you know, I would go, I would go and spend multiple trips. We went down to Mexico. I pulled teeth. I mean, I did a lot as a young 22, three, four, five, six year old kid all off of mobile detailing because what I wanted out of it was to fund trips to go overseas and do, you know, and journey. And I, I mean, it's still patterned into the business today. I mean, I, 17, 18, all the way up until early parts of 21. I mean, I, we'd go do certified trainings. We'll go do SEMA, mobile tech. We do, I mean, it's, it's all about going out and getting out and doing a bunch of different stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, man. It's, you find your passion. You kept using that word passion. Like you find your passion of what you want. And to me, then you do the game of business, uh, to funnel your passion. And Bruno was right. I mean, your passion's going to take money. So business has to be about money that fuels a passion, in my opinion. You know, that's the way I like to view it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Alex likes the wow factor, don't you? <laughs> I do. I always, <laughs> I always love a wow factor. Wow, wow me. Yeah. <laughs> So, David, uh, we thought that uh, another David was going to come on. Hopefully, maybe he still will. Maybe he's watching on Facebook. Uh, but we were going back over this whole theory. Um, you know, somebody posted 
because I asked the question, you know, moving forward, there's no doubt as the Facebook groups have started to inform us, cost of everything's now hitting detailers. And we're seeing people complain about pricing, complain about how much they're having to spend on things. We've been saying it for quite a long time here on the, the podcast is, listen, we're about to go into a part of inflation and shit's going to go up. Like everybody's going to have to pay more for stuff. Um, it's finally hit our industry and more and more people are starting to make posts and are concerned about it. What do we do? Do we, you know, do we pass it on to customers? Do we absorb the cost? You know, there's a lot of confusion. And, you know, when we made the post about this episode, then somebody, this other David said, you know, hey, do a $3,000, you know, wash, decon and coat, but then put like a little, you know, winky, smiley, like, so are people now really starting to believe us? I mean, because <laughs> it, it's crazy over the past five to seven years, how many people just got pigeonholed into thinking, well, I have to do a multi-level five, seven year lifetime coding. And I get it. If you're going to do a, a massive five, seven lifetime year coding, it should be for something that's a collection, you know, but then there's a theory that you shouldn't put a coding on a collector car, but maybe it's somebody's personal collection that they want to have it coded or it's a show car or like, I get it. There's certain reasons to do it, but that in that part of the industry is really fastly drying up for multiple people. As we've seen people switch brands to now they're out of business. I mean, there's a lot of people starting to have problems. If that's the direction they went, if they would go with a one, two, three year coding that they didn't have to do a full correction. I mean, well, let's come back to the discussion that you and I had just a couple of weeks ago, but it seems to continue to pop up, which is great. But remind yeah. us of your thoughts. I think it's a small circle of people that are interested and are trying to go after that. Um, unfortunately, our industry, you know, the people in it are our worst enemies. They've they've basically raced to the bottom of prices um, over the years with, with coatings. Instead of preserving something that's so special and unique and increasing the prices because it is a better product, they've gone the opposite way with competition. Um, Explain what you mean. I, I don't follow you. When you say they've gone the other way or they've tried to lower the I mean, price. So, gosh, I mean, what was it like? For the last 10 years, I've been charging a thousand bucks. You know, back, you know, 10 years ago, I started charging a thousand bucks just for the application of a ceramic coating to paint. Why is it less now? Because competitors. Well, do you, you think it's just supply and demand, right? Like, yeah, more uh, people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they want to fight in price. Why? Why not just increase the prices? Why are you doing coatings for three, 400 bucks if you don't have to? Now, volume, it's a totally different, different ball game. But if you're a high-end, you know, you know, correction guy and blah, 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 you should be putting that icing on a cake that's of value and in, in, in high price. Shouldn't be just a couple hundred bucks. Oh, agreed. If you're that high-end shop, but 
Come on. Everybody's trying to be. Everybody's trying to be, but it's that golden ticket, right? Like that's that carrot that always continues to dangle out in front of certain people. And they might want to be that shop. But then as over the years, a lot of these people that we thought were that shop, we've seen under the hood and they're getting pushed product. Well, a lot of them are as they've come onto the episodes and have told us they've been pushed product to, to display a different brand, right? Or they're getting pushed cars from dealerships, which that's come on. You can't be in a group talking about your amazing work. If you're getting stuff from a dealership, no, no, you can't do that. So then there's this whole under the hood that suddenly there's these people that are actually getting stuff from dealerships. I mean, how many could you count 20 across the country that are true, nothing but high end correction and coding work that are actually, once you get under the hood, doing nothing but customer pay four to $10,000. I mean, there's no. very few that are actually that way. Very few. Very few. And why? Because they're good salespeople? Because they built a brand? Why? Why is it? Uh, I, yes, that's why. And they, they have years of work and they were able to, to work towards that point. And there was a moment in time because in the early 2000s, they couldn't have done it, right? Uh, early 2010, they couldn't have done it. They really couldn't have developed into what they are unless the high economy, the new technology came out and everything that they took advantage of, which they should, but it, it does make, it comes to a point where it does come down to the individual and can you actually fulfill it or, right? Or as also social has grown, we just only get to perceive what they're letting us see. And really when we dive into it, they're not making as much as they really are. And that's why some of them have gone in different directions and many of them, there was one just recently, right? Now, now the company that hired them, the ceramic company that hired them, praised them for all the work they had been doing. But why would David, would somebody ever sell their business and go work for a company unless that company was going to pay them more money than they were making in their business? So their business actually wasn't doing that well. And they had to default over to go work for another company. Sure. So that's the real story. Or these guys that, you know, what's happening now is you see these guys bragging about five, $6,000 tickets. But little do you know, they're doing full correction, full ceramic coating on wheels interior, and they're putting like big, huge amounts of PPF on a car. So I'm like, gee, so your margins are actually lower now. You're making less money, but you're making more per ticket. Doesn't make any sense. I'd rather do a $2,000 correction coating than a $6,000 correction coating interior in a, in a full, you know, front rocker PPF job, you know? So I, I don't know, different people, different parts of the world, like you said. Yeah. Now everybody runs their business the way they want to run it. It's everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. It's open. Uh, it's open market. Right. So we just like to, uh, 
see weird parts and see where things go wrong and encourage people that do well in what they do. And you have main, to know the market. You really yeah, have to know the, the main, I, I would say the overall answer to your question was what I had posted when I was at a car wash convention. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I thought the industry and this was uh, you could go back to when I interviewed Luke Wilson. I did it in Nashville when I was at the car wash convention there. Luke was uh, still early in his career. I don't think now I could get that same interview, but uh, early in his career, when I found him, I uh, told him, hey, I'm coming to Nashville. would love to have a beer with you. I was grateful enough since he was still very early, um, you know, met me for a beer and had an episode with him. But at that, uh, at, that, at that car wash show, a company that Alex likes, um, Sonny's, came out, with, uh, <laughs> came out with their first edition of a ceramic <laughs> through the tunnel wash. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, right? Like, you laugh. But uh, I took a photo and showed the arch and said, people are going to ask what happened to you know the prices why did the prices all fall and here was the reason right yeah. like i the massive amount of people and this is why i harp on for me right like you've got your reasons everybody got their reason like for me the reason why i harp on full corrections and why i've never understood that is the main market's going to be in the one two three year coding that's why i've been so specific and those people don't ever want a full correction because they still want to go through a car wash. So do I think that it should get a polish? Of course. I recommend polish every fucking time, but not everybody wants it. And so the mass amount of volume, and if I go from mobile detailer to owning a car wash, I think I have a little bit more of an understanding of what a daily driver customer desires, what they're looking for and what they need and so that's why I've always taught and really have voiced my opinion to the market and to the industry of where I think it's going, because that's the world I've been in. And there's some, I mean, we, we drive by as detailers and we mock car washes, but there's ceramic coating cars every day and every car wash chemical company has now come out with a ceramic wash. Um, it, you know, it every now through the auto parts store has a ceramic, right? I mean, ceramics didn't fall, in my opinion, because detailers were starting to sell lower price tickets. I think there's a lot of people that started seeing that word and seeing where they could go get ceramics through a wash. And they never really wanted a correction and didn't want to spend $3,000 they just like their car shiny and they like it to have a, a great look to it. Like they want to, they want to walk out to it and go, wow. I mean, that's the experience of owning a car. At the end of the day, the company or the force that has the most marketing, you know, uh, budget is going to win. And that's the car washing industry. They can market ceramic money. coatings for three bucks a piece and they're going to win because they've got the money to market it. Well, it's not three. I mean, that, that okay. industry is skyrocketed too. back when, you know, 2010, 
I, I bought a bunch of chemicals, put it in my garage and started, you know, I'm going to go clean cars during the day and sell product. Like, so, I mean, that's, that's, what's interesting as some of us here in the pub have talked about, like, as, as we started to see how many people that are detailers have wanted to now get into products, like happy to talk and happy to encourage because that's me. I mean, 2010, that's what I did. I invested in and began to clean cars and sell product at the same time. And there's a lot of work that's involved with it and happy to walk people through it. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> car washing just has so much volume. But the detailing industry doesn't want volume for many people, right? Many That's people, all. like you said, want to niche themselves so tight into just getting, and I get it, right? If you want to be proud of your work and you want to be a great artist, be a great artist. And that's amazing. And, and you know, you might last another five years, right? Like, uh, but to go for the volume where what Bruno said, where the money is, the money's in maintenance is in regular touching people's cars and keeping them shiny and happy. Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah. You mentioned, um, listen to everybody. Uh, you mentioned like you can't do high-end work, then do dealership work. Uh, you got to pigeonhole yourself into this, or you just, you know, you should just do daily drivers. Cause obviously the volume's there. Why, why is it that it seems like nobody can just do it all? I mean, you offer service. Why can't you offer service in every aspect of the industry? Why does everyone have to try to pigeonhole in one section of it when you uh, can just try to offer it all? I, I love it. I love a great question. I'm going to say it's what David said earlier. We struggle with hiring people, right? In order to do that much stuff, you've got to have the skill set of Rob uh, Derek, was that you that messaged me about, uh, well, maybe that was Brandon. Somebody messaged me about, you know, did Rob have to start mandating the vaccinations? He said that that hasn't passed yet. Um, but it's just still being tossed around. Um, but, Rob, but, but Rob has a, you know, he's up, uh, in Baltimore. He has a hundred plus team members, right? We did, we did one of our certified trainings at one of his locations. Yeah that does coatings, but then he also has auctions. He has a lot of on-site type dealer work that anybody that's listened, I've always preached how much money comes through detailing at a dealership is mind blowing. And he's doing and a damn good job. Yeah. Hell of a job. And, and, the um, there's there's so much opportunity there so he's got a lot of dealerships and he does also then he does coatings so i mean at that location though does he do boutique i wouldn't say he does boutique i'd say he still does a you know a, a 500 to 1500 job he doesn't do the he doesn't get into all that uh what would inhibit somebody the, the only thing that would inhibit and would just be the, uh, the owner skill set, the skill set and ability to teach 
and train and develop team members like David has developed team members that have lasted 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, it's going to take a long time to do that. What's Rob's last name? Shroofer. But Brandon, is it possible? Could you be that guy? Absolutely. Well, I, I just ask it because you, you never hear anyone talking about going. I do. Stre- stretching, stretching out as much as you can. And um, I, of course, I'm stressed out of my mind, but I have a base with dealerships that is growing exponentially into different branches. I have a base with high-end customers with high-end cars at the big ticket items. And I have a base with daily drivers that want a high-end work. So I, and I've been dabbling into products and I hope to expand into that. So, I mean, I, I don't understand why everyone like tries to niche themselves in such a corner when really we're all in the car industry and we should all be doing everything we can to satisfy our customers. I think it boils down to status. I, I don't give a shit what anybody wants to say, you know, being in the ministry for someone, I, I think it becomes status and, and follow me on this train real fast. And the reason being is because uh, I met a guy last week who uh, I went out of my way to follow him 10 miles uh, just to find out why he flipped me off because I don't know him. Uh, you're, a, you're the foam guy. Um it's because he claimed himself to be the best uh, uh, paint correction specialist. Because when people use the word specialist, you know, it's like they, oh, no. they use this like different. Don't say paint correction specialist. Say I'm out of detail. I mean, it's what I do. It, it really a lot of stuff that boils down to at least in my area, what I've seen, um, it becomes ego when when they say that that they can do all of these things. I had one guy who's in, I was in a shop yesterday where he fluffed himself up so much to these guys that are in the shop, not realizing that I was, you know, five, two behind a shelf. And he says, yeah, all these other detailers are crap out there. You know, they don't know what they're doing. And I'm booked up for two and a half months. And I kind of peeked around the corner and I'm just like, I just kind of smile at him. And it was just ego. So when they pitched themselves whole, like, I think it's just ego, you know, just like Nick says, it's like, don't think for one minute that the high-end shops aren't doing other, uh, you know, dealership work. Don't, don't think they're just working on just the high-end Lambos and stuff like that. They're taking other work, but it's what they want to show on face versus what the reality is. And I think, I, I, I mean, cause I do it all. I, I mean, I do, you know, one day, literally I'm doing boats the next day I'm doing RVs and then, Literally two days later, I'm I'm doing a, a convertible Porsche. Um, I was raised in the industry that if you can help and it fits within your business plan, do it. I mean, we all clean cars at the end of the day, yes. But if somebody wants a certain service and you don't do that, don't try to offer it just because of an ego. Uh, um, so I mean, I, I just I my personal thing is I think it's just ego that that when someone says that they just do this it's because they want to be known as as a certain way like i said just my opinion i think it's valid i mean artists always like to be appreciated as the artist right i mean if you're a musical artist you you want to be known as your brand of artistry you know if you're a painter 
that's why I think detailing is an art. And I think that's why there's a lot of ego. Uh, Derek, I think you had a, uh, uh, something you were hopping in, but let me hop over to Nick real quick because we haven't checked in. He looks like he's busy cooking, but we're not sure oh, what man. he's cooking. What's what's happening with cooking with Nick tonight? All right, man. So I made a bunch of Indian chicken last night, but I had no naan whoa, whoa, to go with it. Oh, hold on. Yeah. What is so I made a bunch Indian of... chicken? Okay, basically butter chicken is like a Indian curry thing. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had an Indian dish for lunch yesterday, and I was like, I don't know how to make this, but I'm going to try it anyway. So I threw a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff together, tried to make it. Didn't get anywhere near it, but it was still really good. But I had no naan, and I freaking love naan. If you guys have Indian food, you know what it is. Did you make um, it yourself? Yeah, I'm making naan. Oh, okay. Let me see. So, I love some naan bread. Raw dough here. Marty, special spice. Um, <laughs> Special spice is curry. It's my favorite uh, spice oh, of all time. Nick, that was good. Excuse me. That uh, was really special good, special um, herbs, Marty. Herbs. Yeah. That was good. That was good, Nick. Special herbs in uh, your yeah. in your non? Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it might be in the curry too. Um, we'll see how that goes. Infused? Maybe. Yeah, I like infusing Ooh. coconut oil. Uh I I infuse coconut oil and then uh, I use that. Uh, Oh, what's that? Whatever I bought off of, I mean, I'm the guy that buys stuff off Instagram. I don't know about y'all, but was it Levo or whatever? It's that infuser. Uh, I bought that, and I infuse. Uh, I infuse coconut oil. And, I've never uh, infused uh, any like anything at all, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Hopefully, it works. <laughs> I did. You've never infused? Nah, nah. So, so what'd you do? How'd you infuse I'm, it? I'm, I'm just gonna sprinkle it in like like a like an herb. Nah, it, it doesn't work. work. Did that not work? No, nah, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Okay, how yeah, it it, so that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing the first time. Okay. And um it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Uh doesn't to work. get the okay. full medicinal effects, it has to achieve uh an over two hundred degree temperature, I think two twenty five or something for an okay. hour to two hours. Oh Jesus! Uh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. opens up the, the 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 minerals in it basically. It just kind of lets it all out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's why everybody smokes it or they put it into some type of heat apparatus, is to get uh, is to get the full effects. Yeah. Um, I'll make some butter with it at some point. Yeah. Mm. So you can use a toaster oven. I've done okay. a toaster oven. Um, I've done a couple different things. And then I just bought the Levo. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I, mean, I, like, I was just like, okay, I'm done with that. So I, yeah. I did the, I did the Levo and it'll infuse it for you. And I infuse coconut oil uh, and then I'll okay. cook with the coconut oil. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. To me, that's the way I'll get the full spectrum of it because here we've learned that there's full spectrum and there's distillate where distillate, they don't actually put the terpenes in it. And that's the yeah. medicinal aspect of it. So yeah. you need the terpenes in order to get the medicinal. I got you. Yeah. So Brandon, what's new with you this week? How's, uh, what's the most interesting part of your week? Are you talking to Brandon and Tim's or Brandon and me? You're the only Brandon on tonight, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got, <laughs> uh, I got on late. I, I, my son's football on. practice went late. I apologize. <laughs> I'll say Brandon, he was on, he left a little bit ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, 
you know, normal week, just trying to fit many people in. Um, the good news is I had, I got to reschedule someone. So there's a few people waiting. I got to squeeze in and, um, that's, that's I, happened to me just now. I actually, I, I put out a couple of videos. I went to a client's that I, I put Uno on about 15 months ago. So it was kind of cool to see that it's still, that was it's, cool. It's shed in water like crazy. I walked up, it was raining. I just, all I did was blow on the paint and the water just pulled up and then fell off mm. it. So I and didn't you haven't seen the car since they were then? pretty excited. What was that? You haven't seen the car since then? No, I have. I do it twice a year. I maintain it. Um, but I just assumed this was the time that I would have to reinstall it. And um, it's still working really well. So I didn't have to restall anything. Dude, I have five. I have five cars right now uh, that are that are approaching uh, fifteen to eighteen months uh, with with just Uno. Man, like it's crazy. Like, I mean, I literally had a client that says, "Why is my brother's Uno, you know, still working, and you know, my dose isn't working nearly as much?" And I'm like, "It's because of how you care for your dose, and how he cares for his Uno." I mean, it's just it's it's crazy how that that the uno is just it's it's a phenomenal i mean i am i incorporate that into uh, one of my packages which is called a diamond detail plus so when somebody mm -hmm. is too cheap for ceramic coating but wants to know a little bit more about it i just kind of just throw it in there and, and instead of the standard wax i just say hey you know if you upgrade you know we'll throw in the level one and like i said i, I got you know several cars that are going way past uh the limitations and some of them i see on a monthly basis some of them I only see, you know, once every six months and they're just, just beating the hell out of them. And they're just it's standing strong. So I'm, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, actually I have a package with it too. I call it the gloss sauce package. Cause there you go. Basically what it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So John, what you want out of your business, how do you achieve it? What's, what's the direction that you're heading Right. Because we asked the question, you know, if if we understand where the world is going, that's a hard one to understand. But we know that it's changing from what it's been. There's a lot of things going up. There's people that are starting to really have some moments. Uh, when you think of what you want out of your business and you think of moving forward, how are you going to achieve it? You know, I think for me, um, I, I think that I have my biggest turning thing is is not tolerating the bullcrap out there. Be willing to step away from certain situations and understand that, yes, I understand we're all trying to make money. We're all trying to retire, all trying to live a life, but be firm in, in what you want. And, and I think the biggest thing is where I'm at is, is I'm at a point where what I want is when people say, ah, oh, you know, I just want extra money. I just want to be rich. Okay. If you ask the universe, it's going to deliver. Even if one day, you know, and, and what I mean by that is if you wake up and say, I want to be, you know, I want to be wealthier. Well, the universe is still going to hear it because tomorrow you might win a scratch off ticket for 500 bucks. And guess what? The, the universe heard you. You got to be specific. You got to actually truly be honest with yourself and say, what do you want? So what I want is I want to build the business in the fact that clients not only trust me, but I can actually slow down a little bit, but I want to build it in the fact where I want to educate 
more people, more dealerships, more car washes than anything else. I think education for me is fulfilling and being able to say, this is why things don't work. So where my business, you're actually going to be having a conversation here pretty soon because where my business is turning is I want to go into exactly what I'm doing now, but I want to branch off and say, I want to help you dealerships. Sorry about that. I want to help the dealerships get to where they're at, where they're going to be. I mean, I just got into fixing a car that was just treated like crap from the dealership. And it really boils down to the education. So where my business wants to be, I want to make sure that I am not pitching myself into a, I can only do one thing. So I want to move into chemicals. I want to move into different pieces because I like my hands in different things because it's knowledge for me. And the only way I'm going to know if I enjoy it is to just truly test the waters. And so basically anything that's involving cars, that's why I do ceramic coatings, that's why I went into PPFs, uh, that's why I've done car wraps. Because there's certain things that I like, there's certain things I don't like. Yeah, and But you're the kind of guy that is similar to me, which I think is similar to most of us that have ventured out into wanting to own our own business. It, we enjoy it, right? Yes. Because most of us wouldn't keep doing it if we didn't really get some satisfaction <laughs> out of the actual process. But overall, in my opinion, the way I did it, and it seems to be what I hear you're saying is you actually enjoy the process of figuring out the moves. How, how it works. I, I like to see how it works. I, yeah. I, I love to see the gears move and I become the main gear. I want to be part of that. That's what makes me go. Yeah. Like there's a lot of guys that YouTube stars that they're detailing people that they know a lot of stuff about products because they were pushed a lot of stuff. When a customer asks me, Hey, what do you suggest? Those words, when they say, what do you suggest? I'd be like, ah, my life just, I light up. Cause I'm like going, Hey, this is what I would do for this reason. This is what I have that works on my car. This is what happens or works on my motorcycle. And so when someone asks me is willing to actually ask my true opinion about things, I feel that I've taken those gears and those gears are just slowly coming together. So I like, the, I love the process because without the whole process, that's exactly all we are is we're just one gear. I want to be more than that. Yeah, I get it. I, and so I, I meant, you know, I mentioned earlier, and this is what came to my mind while I was hearing you talk was in my conversation with Luke, um, you know, he openly talked about he never really wanted to be a detailer. He only wanted to learn the process of business. And he just happened to be in the detailing world of it. And, you know, some throw jabs at that and some see why that he's gone the direction he has. But he seems to be apparently doing, you know, well in quote unquote business, just maybe not in the detailing world of it. Right. I, I mean, but then. You get David. I mean, when you hear the name Luke Wilson, is that something that is like a a scratch on the chalkboard to you? Is, I mean, I don't know who that is. Okay, who is it? He's a young kid. Well, I thought he was a country singer. 
does sound like a country singer, yeah. But well, tell me about it. He's a young detailer that that uh, tests a lot of products. Uh, is is always helping other detailers grow and and teach. But it is it is it is his perspective. It is his point of view of, of things in test products. Teaches other entrepreneurs how to become not only good in business. He just happens to be in the detailing world. Uh, yeah. He's like literally one of the number one YouTube people that that follow him when it comes to education. And I I call it literally it's exactly what it is education because even though he has a business, he really does teach his. The positives, the negatives, and kind of everything in between. Um, I still think there's you know other pieces that are missed, but uh, David, it's, is- it's it's interesting, John. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't yeah. mean, I didn't mean to. I just I started talking. Apologies, uh, <laughs> David. It, it, it's interesting. Like from from your mindset of when you started into the business, right? My mindset, and then just uh, you know at his age when he started, right? Like, and then instead of growing he went just he just went in a different direction and he talked about on our episode i i only want a couple cars he wanted the cars not what you're thinking where are thousands and thousands of dollars he wanted the cars literally just to create the content around the process of cleaning the car and he grew solely off of marketing the content from the process of cleaning. And he still never really cleaned a lot of cars. Kind of like just, Larry Casella. Yes. Very similar to Larry Casella. Yeah. 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 Well, the the I will say Larry, Larry's doing more like the barn finds and stuff now, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's basically the education. He wanted content because you can record yeah. content and, and just have hours and hours yeah, of different ways to do things. That's him. Yeah. But he, he has been saying, he's been saying the same thing. Like I was, I was following him. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I thought, I thought, he, I thought every time I saw his face, I was like, Who the hell? he was annoying, but his, he's had the same message where it's like, I'm, I could be doing something else. I mean, he bet, I bet he could be good at lawn care or something or good at, a good mechanic but like he, he does he's like i don't really love detailing but i just happen to be good at it and he you know he's been pushing his um his uh profit like uh his like course that he's doing his now master but courses his master yeah. course and that's all his instagram posts are now but you know if you go back and watch some of his older videos like i said john he does do like a lot of tests now it's more like you know well he's it's kind of the same message as you a little bit marty where he's like you don't have to correct the whole car to code it like you know he's his last couple his last couple videos have been like that now but uh yeah yeah he's he's pretty much had the same message since you talked to him i remember when he did that episode like it's been he hasn't he's changed a little bit but i know he's got like a shop now at his house or something but uh you know he's he's luke wilson man it's it's interesting right i mean we all have things we want out of our business which direction do we go how do we get there and the reason why I brought him up was just to say, right? Like that's what he wanted. And there would be people that have shops that are these high-end correction coding people that David mentioned and other people's that follow and, and rave about all the work that they do. And they would look at him and go. Yeah. Yeah. Like who is this guy? Fuck that kid. 
Yeah, you don't know. You're not, you're not in his shoes. You don't, if, you don't know what he's doing. Like, yeah, you're not in his shoes, and it's 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 weird. It's, it's all that's that's the whole thing. It's all about different perspectives. It, is well, what no, it is. It's, it's there's so many different directions that we can go. Yeah. What do you want out of your business? How do you get there? There's no playbook. There's no training that you can go to and get scammed out of $800 for a weekend to learn how to wipe on a coating yep. that can teach you then and say, oh, but we also teach you business. Bullshit. There's no step-by-step -step process for you to achieve what you specifically want out of your business because that's unique to you. It's unique to your area. It's unique to the way you were raised. It was unique to the economy there where you're at. Go back to Rob, right? People have asked about Rob. I, I mean, Rob's been multiple times on the community, but he's in a specific location. Rob also has a family that's different than most of ours. Most people don't understand that Rob's sister, to my understanding, is the person who started 1-800-Flowers. Anybody ever remember that? Yep. <laughs> right? I know that. It, maybe I get that name wrong. Maybe it's a, a flowers boutique or something like, so apologies to her and Rob if I fucked that shit up. <laughs> but Rob has inside his family other people that he's he's got skill set that few have. We only see certain things from people and brands and companies on social that we feel that they are this elite group and we want to achieve that elite level. It, it's, it's so non-practical. What do you want out of your business? How do you get there? I mean, it, that's really the question that we all have to begin to ask ourselves as we begin to continue to move through this interesting time in our economy where people don't understand where new cars are coming, the used car prices are continuing to go up, where people continue to maintain their cars. How do we address that whole issue? It's a major thing that us in the auto detailing industry need to answer. There's some, listen, I've reached out to Chris Evans. I hope he eventually comes on who wants to, He's pushing heavy to make uh, our industry legit and to have the same quote unquote stuff as like, a, a, you know, uh, electricians or plumbers and wants to do all this stuff. Right. I hope he eventually comes on and we can begin that conversation. But until the industry pushes forward with progression of just growth, where people know what detailing is. And when they call us, they'll know what they're getting. And we're giving them a quality product at a quality price. I mean, it's going to be a long shot to get to where many in yeah. the association to Chris, I hope he achieves it. I hope the associated achieves. I hope everything happens. But wow, where do you want out of your business and how do you get there is really where many of us need to really hone in on as 20% increases happen, gas prices increases happen, everything, listen, you go to the grocery store, it's happened. I mean, every part of our life has grown in expenses. The 
chess pat the 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 not chess i apologize <laughs> the yeah. checkers move right because that was a photo as i enjoyed that beer yep. listen yep hey if i'm fumbling through my last closing thought it's because i'm three <laughs> into this beer and it's a 10 point beer so hey <laughs> bear with me i Careful, apologize <laughs> but looking at what you want and how you can get it step by step day by day is how i achieved it it's how david achieved it it's how anybody that does it long term achieves it and that's my overall thought process like there's no playbook there's no way to go it's it's open conversation it's having dialogue it's understanding where everybody's at in industry it's having ideas can i use this idea to help me can i do this i don't know maybe let me put it into play no it's not going to work there's so many different things to do in business if brandon to your point if we want to have an open theory that i as an owner of a company can do multiple things because I don't think long-term me on a polisher sitting in a shop, full correction and five, seven, 10 year coatings is the way that I'll survive next year, no. let alone five more years, let alone to when you're an old motherfucker like me and David, can you keep doing what you really love to do? if you're the only one doing it because you have to be so specific in the way you do your work, maybe, but that's a long I'm, shot. It's a long shot. I'm betting on it. Yeah. I get it. I get it, man. Everybody places their bets. Everybody does their life and their business the way they want to do it. I mean, that's why I really appreciate your time. People learn from you. You as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, Derek. What is our tab out question of the evening? All righty. So now I'm going to expand this one a little bit in case you guys do not watch TV because you don't know. So I have a couple of my friends like, we don't watch TV no more. It's just Netflix, whatever. But which fictional character from a TV show, a cartoon, whatever, would you want to beat up in real life? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know, about David. I, I think I'll, I can guess David's. Right, so I can, I'll go first I'm if a, you want. I'm going to guess David's based off of what we talked about earlier, David. <laughs> David made it into Super Mario Brothers. So the only cartoon is going to be either oh, no. uh, He Man and he's going to go after <laughs> <laughs> Captain Grayskull. Or he's going to go after uh, Koopa Oompa or whatever, who was the, uh, you know, the the turtle oh. king that we always had to fight in Super Bow Mario. Bowser? Bowser. Bowser. Bowser, yeah. yeah. Thank you. But I could be wrong. All right, David. Oh, geez, a I got to think about this one. Circle back. Circle <laughs> I mean, I think it's been 45 years since I watched cartoons. It could, it could be, it could be anything from any TV shows, a cartoon TV show, any current, like anyone that you've seen and been like, I want to beat that guy up. Like, I'm gonna say, um, 
uh, from Back to the Future. The uh, the big bully guy. Biff. Yeah. Biff. Biff. <laughs> yeah. Biff was, That's my Biff detailing was, nemesis. I was say Biff was a detailer in the no, one. I was movie. gonna say, why would you beat him up? He was cleaning he was cars watching, later in he was life. Watching the cars later. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't know. That. Uh, yeah, that's that's mine, and I'm sticking to it. Go for it. Listen, as the name Marty, me and Biff did not get along back in the '90s and the '80s, man. Like, listen, I, I I'm with you, bro. Fucking kick his ass because the amount of times I got hit in my head and said, "McFly, anybody home?" I'm like, motherfucker. Like, still today, still today. Listen, you want to piss me off? I'm a I'm a neutral dude. Like I'm pretty chill. You want to light my fire? Come up and hit me on the back of my head. If I Whoa. hit you back, don't get mad at me. I'm <laughs> like, hit me on the back of the head. I'm gonna fucking hit you back. Like I hate that shit. My worst ever. I hate Biff too, man. I'm with you. <laughs> Gosh. All right, Brandon from Shawshank. Gotta be Ned fucking Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Why Ned? Uh, it's, I, first of all, I grew up loving Simpsons. I still watch it as much as I can. And Homer Simpson is my absolute favorite. But Ned, I, I don't know. I, he just gets under your skin. He's got everything the way he wants. Um, he never gets angry. Nothing bad ever happens to him. You just kind of want to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, growing up similar to him, I always wanted to punch him in the face because I was like, stop being a, that asshole. Like, he was an <laughs> asshole, but I didn't know he was an asshole. Like, he was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, I'm looking forward to this one, Nick. What cartoon character? Right, I think this is gonna be a good one. I'm excited about this one. What cartoon character would you? I think I got two. Uh oh. For the old, for the uh, for the old Nickelodeon people, I'm gonna go with Icky Vicky, the evil babysitter from Fairly Odd Parent. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Or I'm beating the dog shit out of her. You can go suck it. Um, or Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Zap Brat. Oh my god! That guy's a douche. Squaring up. Who was that? Up. That was my wife. Is said that guy's a douche. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, who's that? That was my wife. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Love it. All right, John. Uh, since your wife is is spectating from the peanut gallery, we need to know <laughs> from her then what cartoon character is she gonna beat up? Which cartoon character are you gonna beat up? All right, Jeopardy. We need Jeopardy. She'd like to take a stab at Peter Griffin. You took mine. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be mine. Yeah. Good call. Good call, Mrs. Bates. All right, John, what about you? Mine, uh, and this is more of a real person, but mine, mine would be a, a Debo off of uh, uh, Friday. <laughs> and the reason being is because there was a guy in the corner growing up in the hood 
that acted just like that motherfucker. And <laughs> I, I always said, if I had a brick, I would hit that guy upside the head. <laughs> oh, no. Because this guy was, he was, you know, I, I've always been a small guy anyways, and he was huge and had that same cross-eyed look, and I just wanted to smack his eyes straight. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so D- Debo from Friday for me. <laughs> nice. All right, Nick, do we get a nice look at uh, how, what you got there? I think he ate it. I'm not <laughs> halfway like through it. it, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm halfway through it, but if you want it, I got you. Come on. I mean, let's start it. It's let's cooking. Sauce. I want to see that curry sauce. Yeah. Dude, you guys start sharing these recipes, dude. Like straight up, like, email oh, 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 that looks so good. Especially it the was. next day. Especially I'm not the next even going to lie. Oh, it was, it was pretty fire. Get the leftovers the next day. Oh, dude, I swear to God, go to Reddit and search up uh, GIF or GIF recipes. So I get half no, no, shit, dude. I, I, want, no. I want the Nick recipes. I want, yeah, the, Nick, I want the Nick recipes. You've already figured out the process. We got to get the punks and polish. I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. This is getting published and, and it's live. If you guys ever want a recipe, DM me. I always have the recipe for everything I cook. So, pints and polish and cookbook. I would buy a hey. cookbook. Oh, <laughs> cooking with Nick cookbook. Yeah, yeah, Nick. See, there we go. I'm down. I'm out. That's yeah. a good oh, idea. Rifle makers should put it together. Let's, right. let's make Nick, what's happen. your IG? So if anybody wants to see that recipe, not IG. a whole lot of people are Indian, you know, that type of thing. There's a, the reason why earlier I, I, I was like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> Oklahoma, we have to specify which type of Indian you're talking about, man. Like, <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, okay. But, yeah. So I love it's, the curry spice from East mm, India. Yes. It is okay. one of my favorite spices because so I spent good. I spent years going back and forth. I talked earlier about uh, my nonprofit called Rock Sports. The reason mm-hmm. why I started in the business is I went back and forth to Malaysia and spent, well, one time I spent a whole summer and then we took multiple tricks back, trips back and forth. Um, I would wake up and go train people in the morning and we would get on our bikes and we just tried to find the little cart that had the guy on his bike with this little tin pan out front and a propane heater. And he would throw out the bread and get it going. And then we would take this little bag of curry and that was our breakfast. We would take that. And then sometimes we would find this little coffee guy that, in a little bag, we would get coffee with some uh, coconut milk, maybe, and some, you know, some spice or some seasoning. And we would get a little bag of coffee and a, a bag of uh, curry with uh, roti is what they called their non. Basically, it's a very similar thing, but it, it's called roti. And we would dip it in and eat it. And that's that was my breakfast. And multiple times. After we would train and teach kids how to play, we would go get our second breakfast and eat it again. Like, dude, I I love curry. Southeast Asia curry and all that stuff it is my go-to. I love it. Instagram so, is it's underscore grooms, I-T-S underscore G-R-O-O-M-S. Follow me. Yeah. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna take a po- photo and give us the recipe on your uh, IG. I could. All right. 
All right, everybody go check out It's Grooms and uh, find that recipe. Guys, thanks so much for your time. A lot of fun. David, I know it's getting late there, man. Thanks for always hanging out. Appreciate any time you give us and your amount of wisdom and everything that you can uh, give back to the community. So thank you so thank much, you. man. Yeah. Derek, good to see you. Uh, Hell yeah. Everybody, good to see you. John, Brandon, Nick, uh, Mario. Uh, always great to see everybody. So thanks for your time, guys. See you all Guys, have week. a good one. See you on the flip side. See you guys. Much for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen. If you want to leave us a review, we would love that, you know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community. Ooh.